hearing you. You're are not you supposed speaking, to. Or are you... you have to be quiet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Dream Stream. I am your host, Yiska Cook. So, in keeping with uh, the continuity from the last podcast, as we've been doing to honor our teacher, Dr. Stephen Larson, um, I have a couple things to say. One is that I believe it was the fourth podcast, and I was feeling like I was speaking about my relationship with the Grateful Dead, and I was feeling like, you know, that had that had a really special time for me, and uh, I still, you know, still keep a connection. But but they're on tour now; <laughs> they're on their summer tour, and um, as O'Teal says. In fire on the mountain, dead to the core. <laughs> so I just have to say, you know, I am still looking for tickets for Saratoga. <laughs> Let me know. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to say is, and I did correct this, I was so cynical about relationships in, you know, I don't know, episode eight or something. And then I was like, oh, I know at least three ideal couples. Well, that's also cynical. And I just want to say, couples are heroic who are making it work because it's not always easy. Okay, and the uh, last thing I wanted to talk about is uh, Michelle, my friend who took us on her ayahuasca uh, ceremony journey. And um, we had just a very funny moment. And um, I, wanted, I just wanted to share it because it was so slapstick. So, uh, as you know, I've talked about, I have a stair chair and I had written it down and I have a remote control. And so Michelle put my remote for me on the chair. And then when I was going to go back up, I couldn't find the remote. And um, so Michelle came over to help me and she was like leaning on the chair and it started taking her up the, you know, up the stair chair, up the, up the, whatever <laughs> the track and she didn't realize she was like a delayed realization that uh it must be under the seat that she's leaning on so i just thought that was so funny and so i wanted to reiterate what she and i have really discovered about life which is that humor is so healing and humor is so necessary okay so now I'm going to introduce you to a dreamer and body worker and healer, a woman that I met, I believe, at a Robert Moss retreat up at Gore Mountain in the Adirondacks. Um, my friend, and then we've done dream work together over the years, Ellen Ronis. Hi, Ellen. Hello. 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 Nice to be here. So good to have you here. So Ellen used to come. Uh, I used to host dream groups. And I wanted, I had like an awesome saying. It was like, because I had a fenced in backyard. So I said, bring your dreams and your good dogs. <laughs> so how is Seamus? Is Seamus still with us in the world? I'm sorry, I you cut out a little bit, so I didn't hear your question. 
I'm sorry. I, no, don't be. I, I know I'm constantly trying to figure this out. How is Seamus? <laughs> Oh, Seamus is, is oh Seamus, Seamus. Yeah, he's 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 an old man now. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's yeah. thirteen and oh. a little bit deaf. Yes, and a little bit arthritic, but he's you know otherwise healthy and sweet as ever, and you know, and pretty happy here. And he made the move with me across yes. the country. Good boy, and did just fine. And yeah, he's doing okay. Gratefully, he's still still a sweet love. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, I don't know if you yeah. know Tovi died. Tovi died. How, you know, some, oh, some months I ago. I think I did know that. Yeah. I think, think I contacted you about that back then. Yeah. Oh, thank you, hun. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, didn't I know remember it's so that. hard. We <gasps> oh, I do remember so that much. now. It's so so mm, painful. And there, you know, because a dog, especially, you know, it's like almost closer to you than your family is. Not, I mean. In some ways, <laughs> because yeah. it's like well, a familiar. I know, yeah, I know what you mean because they really, no matter what, like I thought about that about Seamus, my dog, because yeah. he went through my divorce with me. Yeah. <laughs> he went through, you know, finding new work. He went through driving across country with me. Yes. He went through my grief. I mean, he was with me, you know, through so much it, more than anybody else on the planet. Yes. Really. Yes. You know. Exactly. So, it's pretty special. Oh, I'm so yeah, happy that special. he's so with <clears throat> us. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, what I wanted to do in this conversation in podcast episode 11, um I spoke with healer and also uh, a woman that Ellen knows, Wanda Birch who's, you know, a a wonderful dreamer, author of the book, She Who Dreams. And um, I had shared a dream with her, which I will reiterate. And she suggested I go back into the dream with a friend to um, find whatever tools. So she talks about find the tools. And I thought that was brilliant because in the dream, I come to this counter that reminds me of like a tool bench. And she said, oh, so there must be tools. I don't know if that's actually <laughs> where she got that from, but that's what I was thinking. So, Ellen, I was hoping you would uh, accompany me back into, like, the visualization. I mean, I know we can't go into it that deeply in, in like, a meditation because I don't feel that I can go that deeply. Well, maybe I shouldn't do it right now then, but I kind of want to do it with you. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm happy to do it, and you know sometimes it's surprising how deep you can go in a short time. Okay, we don't we don't know, right? We don't really know how deep okay. we can go. <laughs> yeah. So okay, okay. Well, if you don't mind if, starting with this, and then no, I'm, not a, not at all. I'm I'm happy to do it. <clears throat> okay, to, to be with you on that. So okay, I am riding on my mobility scooter. So I'm riding on it. It's like a little, you know, it's a little three-wheeler scooter with an electric um, battery. And I'm riding on it. And um, I was in some kind of marketplace. It was like a square and very dusty. I remember it was this dusty area. And um, all of a sudden, I was with my son, Lev. And all of a sudden, I felt like, 
I wasn't steering the scooter, but I felt like it was being driven. I wasn't driving. I was being driven. So that was, that's like a big statement in that dream for me. So, um, Oh, and I'll do as Robert Moss has taught us, which is just tell the dream as a story and don't, (laughs) don't interrupt it with your own asides. So, um, Mm -hmm. so I say to Lev, watch your feet, honey. I'm not driving. You know, I don't want you to get run over. I have in my mind that someone has a remote control and is driving me on remote control. Um, and because I have a remote control for my chair, my stair chair. I have two, I have one upstairs and one downstairs. So I, I just somehow equate that with the other. Although, of course, you drive a scooter, you don't use a remote. Um, and and then so that is happening. And then the dream shifts. And at the end of the dream, I see like a tool bench and, and I approach it. At, excuse me. And there's my son, Lev, driving my scooter and... Um, you know, of course, that's not how I want to parent. I don't want to be driven by uh, my kid. So that's the dream. Hmm. And then, so yeah. would you like? So when you, so would you like me to um, do lightning dream work, or would you like, like, how, how do you want to? How do you want to proceed with this? Because I know you did a little bit of lightning dream work with with um, Wanda with in your Wanda, last exactly. podcast. So, so what, what I'm would you thinking? Like, um, she made for me. Yes. Here, I, I jotted down what you were saying. Okay. So I, I got the gist of it, and I remembered a little bit of it from when you spoke of it before. Okay. She suggested dream reentry. She felt that there because I in our uh, lightning dream work, Robert Moss's way of doing mm-hmm. dream work. Um, um, we realized that I, I, I I feel like I'm being driven. And so in that, I liken it to like free will and destiny, (laughs) you know, of Mm -hmm. my own volition, I will Mm -hmm. move myself. But then there's also just receiving what will come into my life. So it felt like a moment like that. And, uh, and, um, yeah, I, I don't know. So, yeah, so I don't really need to do lightning dream work, but, all right, I'm sorry. So Wanda had suggested, like, re-enter the dream with a friend and see what tools you can gather. And that's why I thought that was such brilliant dream work because I did see a tool bench in my, you know, in the dream. Yeah, I know. I wondered, I had, I just had this thought of um, perhaps going into that ending piece of the dream where you see the tool bench and then you see your son Lev driving the scooter or maybe it was, I don't know which came first, but, um, at the, for some reason I'm in my, in my, in my sense of this, you know, it feels like that's really important and it's all important, (laughs) Yeah, but feels like, okay, what's in that? Yeah. What's in that tool bench? Seriously. Um, so I don't know. That's a possible way to do it is to go into maybe just one por- portion of it since we, yeah, we, it is a little challenging to kind of sit in a meditation on a podcast. Yes, <laughs> so I'm not certainly. Really sure. So please oh, do lead, lead me, dear dream worker. Ellen and I have been doing dream work together for many years. 
And uh, as I mentioned, so yes, please lead me in this uh, journey of unpacking and uncovering the tools and. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we, we're not going to sit like be quiet on the podcast and go into a meditation type of thing, which is what I would think what a dream reentry is, but yeah. maybe we'll just like, maybe I'll give you my, my hits on it. If, Excellent. If my dream were your dream type of thing. Okay. Would that be? That would be wonderful. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, so I'm just going to kind of look through the dream and just say what, you know, just, you know, all, all of what I say, you know, for your listeners, you know this, but I'll just say that everything that I say is subjective. This is in my dream of your dream, right? This is not what I think is going on for you. This is just what strikes me. Um, so Pro- I'll say projection. it like my, my mobility scooter is how, I, is how I'm able to be free and move through life at this point in my life. I can move through the world and the marketplace and, and, and feel a sense of, um, yeah, a sense of some maybe newfound freedom a little bit. Like, wow, okay, this is good now. I can, I can move around. Um, Mm. um, but, but I'm noticing that there's a little bit of murkiness around, around it. Like I'm not clear about that. I'm, there's dust. I'm kind of like, it's like a cloud and, Hmm. and it seems like, it seems like, um, uh, let's see. It seems like, Okay, you know, you, you you spoke of being driven. Um, yes. And my my hit on that is that yeah, there is a spiritual element to that somehow for me. I'm feeling like I am being carried. Like this is the way that I am able to move forward and deeper into my life. In my in my experience of dreaming, vehicles of any kind are how I am moving through life, mm. um, and so this is something that's that's making it so that I actually can be mobile, um, and I I need to surrender a little bit into like allowing um, spirit to sort of guide me to to allow it to guide me forward as I'm as I'm. Now that I'm able to be mobile, I'm needing to allow spirit to now say, okay, and, and help me. So that feels like the being driven part is like, I, I can let go of the control a little bit. I've, I've, somebody's got me here. This vehicle has me. It's got me. I'm not going to fall. I'm going to be able to move forward and go where I need to go. Um, and now I can just, um, I can just surrender a little bit into like allowing spirit to, to drive me a little bit to kind of hold me in moving forward. Um, Wow, Alan, that's so uh, amazing. Huge, hugely. My scooter's name, she has a name. My scooter's name is Indy because it's my independence scooter. Awesome. Allowing me to get around (laughs) a zoo, a museum. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Soccer game, what have you. Cool. So, um, yeah, that's really, that's very beautiful. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, I. And that's. hmm. I don't know if I've talked to you about, I likely have. When I was um, 
I don't know. I was in my, my mom had just died. I was in my middle twenties and I was sitting in front of a wood stove up four mile Canyon, uh, outside of Boulder, Colorado. And I was journaling in front of the wood stove. It was my friend's cabin. And, um, and I, yes, I did, you know, smoke a little grass and uh, all of a sudden, I saw these pinpricks of fire burning in the logs, and they said MS. And I wrote it. I was journaling. Oh, wow. I wrote in my journal, MS. Of course, I had no idea. Oh, not of course, but I didn't have any idea what that meant. Um, hmm. And then the next thing that happened was I was struck blind in my right eye, optic neuritis, and, you know, then you know, as as it all unfolded. So... um. But because wow. of that, because of that, I really felt like I'm not in this alone, you know, like spirits got mm. my back. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, that's so profound. So you saw that before you knew you had MS. Yes, I did. <laughs> but after Whoa. my mom had died, so I, I like attribute to the, my predisposition, predisposition to having MS genetically uh, was triggered with my deep grieving when my mom died. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so I was in that place before, before I even had my first symptom of MS. You know, I, I saw the mm. letters in the stove. Wow. Wow. So That's so profound. And that reminds me of Wanda, Wanda's... Um, sort of story about dreaming, you know, in her book, She Who Dreams, about how she knew things before, oh, yeah. before, before she really knew them through dreaming, mm-hmm. before anybody knew them through mm-hmm. her dreaming. It sounds like you were also knowing something, even though you didn't know what it meant. Well, it was like dream-like. Um, and that's why I like to do also waking dreams, because life can be as mm. dreamy as nighttime dreams, you know, and I mean, mm-hmm. isn't it, Robert Moss says, what does he say? Let's treat our dreams as more like like waking reality like they can give us information they can you know do precognition but if we treated the Mm -hmm. metaphors in our daily lives as more dreamlike you know to have the meaning it's it's like meaning meaning seeking in our lives yeah well that that's interesting to me right now too because um you know I, i had shared with you earlier that I haven't been remembering my dreams for a very long time. Um, little snippets here and there that I've written down over the last maybe year and a half or two. But um, I, I have always been a person who dreams rather profusely and, you know, work dreams and write them down. So I wonder if maybe because my waking life is a little bit like a dream, you know, yes. in the transition from living to, in upstate New York, where you live, to mm-hmm. moving across the country, you know, packing up my things and getting rid of a lot of stuff and just moving myself and my dog across the country, kind of, you know, sight unseen and yeah. not exactly sight unseen. I had been here before, but I didn't have, you know, just moved. I just needed, needed the adventure and needed yes. the change. And so it's almost like my, my waking life is the dream. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just wondering, I'm one, yeah, wondering out loud about that right now, you know, um, yes. Connected to what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When life becomes so dreamlike. <laughs> yeah. It's like, whoa. And I know and many, many times level. in my journals, like, 
Yeah, on every level. Wow. And I, because, because of your invitation to um, be, be with you in this podcast today, I went back in my journals and I wrote so many times in the last, you know, year and a half since I've been here. Wow. Where am I? What am I doing? How am I? You know, it was mm-hmm. all, it was very dreamy in a certain way. I didn't really think of it in that way, but hmm. now that we're talking about it like this, it really did feel like that. Like, what am I doing here? What's, you know, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. everything felt sort of, um, yeah, dreamlike. It did feel dreamlike, you know, not really knowing people and not knowing mm-hmm. exactly where my grounding was and where my anchoring was and where I belonged. And yeah, it's quite, quite interesting. Yes. Yes. So I really enjoyed waking up and writing my three sides of pages every morning. And I felt like that was my grounding when I had first moved. Uh, And coincidentally, that was also New Mexico, but it wasn't Santa Fe. Oh. I didn't know you lived here too. I didn't live in Santa Fe. I lived in um, Cuba, New Mexico, and then La Jara. But it oh, was wow. like under a year. I mean, under half a year even. Wow. So, yeah. do you have a dream to work? I'm I'm sorry. I, mean, I don't know. We keep sort of, I can't, I can't I'm quite sorry I hear you, but like, I, I think I, I have to, somehow it's, yeah. I need to figure out a better way. I was just inquiring if you found a dream to work. Ah, okay. <clears throat> I did actually just want to finish um, for a quick moment, um, we were doing your, your dream. Yes. And, um, I think there was just one other thing I wanted to say about that, if that's okay. Yeah. Cause I went into the beginning part of the dream, but not the end. Oh yes. Um, does that feel okay to do? Yes, it does. Absolutely. You Thank you. Okay. So, um, the hit that I'm having about the very end with the tool bench and your son is driving the scooter mm-hmm. is that there's a way in which he needs to be let go into doing into into driving, not driving your life, but driving somehow his own life. Um, hmm. Even though I know he's young, <laughs> still still young, but yeah. but there's there was something about that for me that really struck me, like. Like, he's okay. He's okay. He can drive the scooter. He actually can drive the scooter on his own. Um, And that in in this tool bench, it's like if he's, I'm not sure if I'm getting it exactly how how you thought, but how it struck me is that he's driving the scooter and you found this tool bench and, and, you know, there's, you can open it up and it's, it's all there for you, everything that you need. I mean, that seems like an obvious interpretation, but that is what it feels like, you know, I that, love that. that there are all these tools that you can use and that he, he's okay. He doesn't need to be there with you, that you can do this. You can do this on your own and he can do, he can move forward on his own in a, in a certain way. Oh know? yeah. Um, anyway, just psychically just and I, you I know, just wanted to finish that. Thank you. It's like psychically, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I'm also a Waldorf kindergarten teacher and we talk about until the age of three, your baby is like part of one etheric body with a mom. And um, and then, so now love is nine and it's time for, according to Rudolf Steiner, the nine year change. And uh, so greater, <sighs> greater separation. And uh, yeah. So, wow. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Yes. That's so, that's yes. So yes um and interestingly also i live with um 
I live, you know, I rent a room in a house with a couple and the woman is, um, she's a Waldorf teacher. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Right. The Santa Fe Waldorf <laughs> School. Yeah. Sure. Wow. Okay, cool. Good. I hope that was helpful. So helpful. Thank you. So yeah, helpful. Good. Um, okay. So I'm going to just, uh, let's see, I would love to share a dream and I don't know which one. So I'm just going to go where. So we talked about bibliomancy. You know, we talked yeah. about that, like holding, <laughs> okay. holding your book and setting I, your intention. This is the one I opened up to. I okay. had, you know, I had some pages to turn down of some dreams in here that, um, that, you know, that you sort that, of struck me. Okay. Um, and this one was from almost a year ago, it's September of last year. Um, but as I said, I hadn't really been remembering so many dreams. So, um, and I think I did just to preempt this, just to say that, um, I, since my, my divorce has been almost seven years now already, so many of my dreams were processing the end of that relationship. Mm. So many of my dreams had my ex-husband in the dreams and in various different ways. And this one, this one does too, but it has a very different quality, um, than, than the others. So I, okay. so anyway, here goes, are you ready? Ready uh, for me? I am ready for you. Okay. Um, so I'm in a valley, so green, grassy hills, um, and I'm with Tim, my ex-husband. Um, we're having sex in a tent, and there were lots of people, like it was kind of a festival of sorts. Um, and he was he was inside me. <laughs> Sorry, this is kind of graphic. No, but, I love it. Um, I love it. It's dream work. He was inside me, and he, he came and couldn't believe I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was doing. He thought he was doing this special, incredible thing, and I put "thing" in quotes um, with his energy that was sure oh. to make me come. <laughs> but, but I hardly felt him at all. <sighs> then we climbed out of the tent, and it, night night was falling, and there was nobody left in the valley, nobody left in the field, and there was this kind of white, looked like snow. Um, but when I touched it or walked on it, it, it didn't, it didn't melt. It sort of like disappeared, huh. but it didn't really melt. And I said to Tim, uh Oh, this, this is not, this is not snow. Like it was, it was, there was something, it was implying that there was something very ominous had happened, like some kind of a nuclear event. Yeah, or yeah, something yeah, yeah. had happened while we were in the tent not, you know, really knowing what had happened. And, mm. you know, maybe like it was something poisonous or deadly <gasps> oh. or otherworldly, like somehow the end of the world as we know it is kind yes. of the, was the flavor um, to it. And that, that was the dream. Wow. Alan, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, you know, someone posted a meme recently about the nuclear testing in the Marshall Islands. And I remember hearing about that as a kid and hearing the story that stuck with me was the kids saw snow fall for the first time and they were dancing under the falling radioactive debris thinking it oh was my snow. God. That's exactly. And, and so I actually in the last day or two, I've been reading articles about the bikini islands and, and which is, you know, I don't know, it's an island chain, I believe, right next to the Marshall Islands and the fallout there. And it's like, so if it's my dream, I feel like uh, just like a, a foreseeing an explosion. 
But then if this was only one year ago and not seven years ago, so I'm wondering, mm-hmm. so I'll do this more methodically. First of all, dear, do you have a title for your dream? <laughs> um, gosh, uh, you know, in this, it, I, did, I didn't write a title down, but in this moment, I just literally am just going to say the ending. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just like the ending. Okay. Anyway, that's the title, the ending. And do you remember how you felt when you woke up from the dream? Um, I don't really remember, but, um, you know, I think, yeah, it was definitely like ominous and scary. Yes. Like there was something very scary about it. Um, mm. And I do remember in in the dream, you know, with the sex part, that I was like kind of rolling my eyes, like, oh, he thinks he did this great thing. <laughs> but it really wasn't so great. Yeah. Um, so I remember yeah. having that, a little bit of that feeling. But definitely at the end, when we walked out, it was like, whoa, like doom. Like, um, wow. Um, I don't know if it, yeah, it was, I mean, I wrote scary, but I'm not so sure. Yeah, I guess I guess I must have felt the scary. Yeah, I, feel, it. I yeah. feel it's the scariness of it as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I wrote the end of the world as we know it. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So that's, there's, you know, for me, the end of the world as we know it is, of course, terrifying, but also exciting. Yeah. Okay. Say more about that. Um, so, I, you know, <laughs> I don't know if just sort of get into interpretation of my own dream here. Yes, but please, like, please you know, do. You're a dream worker. My relationship with my ex is very much over. Very, yes. very much over on every level in, in me, you yes. know? And so that feels like the end of a world. Yes. And the end of the world is, you know, sure, it's grievous and frightening because you don't know what's coming next um, or if anything's even coming next. But um, there's also this possibility of, you know, when you're not bogged down by um, something that really isn't working yes, and using all your energy to try to work that yes you have one has more energy to then focus on what could could be what could be in the future yes wow yeah I like I like the way you interpret your own dream (laughs) just to say you know one of my dream teachers Jeremy Taylor says a dream never has only one meaning so so yeah I also can see that as like the end you know the end of the world um But I want to keep exploring it because I feel like maybe there will be more insights to uncover. So um, is there anything in particular you'd like to know about this dream? Um, I, I mean, I guess I am curious about the sex part and like, is there any other hidden meaning other than what, you know, what seems to me obvious, but mm-hmm. um when uh because you know yeah you know of course there's often you know dreams are not necessarily for the most part they're not literal so sometimes uh, i sometimes i do take my dreams literally and i just wonder if there's yeah we well, you some, know something else to that um uh-huh. i mean i guess there feels like there's two parts to the dream right there's that second yes. part and then there's the and then there's the going outside so we're sort of we're sort of enclosed in this tent and intimate, just the two of us in a way. And then we sort of go out into the larger world yes. to see like, what, what is this and yes. what's happening here? So, um, yes. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I think 
all of it feels a little bit like, huh? Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. is, I don't know. What does this all mean? Right. Well, you know, um, I've been doing dream work for, for a long time also. And I found like, I mean, I'm not going to say this is a hard and fast rule, but I have found that dreams about sexuality are often about spirituality. And, um, you know, you know, birth in a dream can be about a new project. Death in a dream can be about the end of a project. So, you know, looking at it very metaphorically. So, um, mm. yeah. So if I, if this is like the end of our spiritual connection, that, that, you know, it's because I believe, you know, you disconnect with someone in stages, you know, and perhaps that dream was, you know, uh, connoting connotating that you know this is the end now of the spiritual and physical connection Mm. my projection Mm -hmm. my projection Mm -hmm. if it were my dream i would feel that Mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting yeah that's an interesting take on it right yeah right Mm -hmm. so yeah i guess you know yeah like connecting the, the masculine and feminine like this kind of a spiritual thing yes a uh-huh it is right every yeah. every time we make love it's a unification you know of the holy one with the shekhinah <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so um what about the tent did you guys do some camping in your better years of your relationship i'm having such a hard time hearing you oh, um shoot I, you asked about the tent. You're I was asking about, about the, the quality tent. Or? Yeah, well, I was curious if you guys had done camping throughout your relationship. Oh, no, we actually never had. I mean, I think we sort of talked about it, but never, never did. Okay. We never did go camping. It wasn't, um, it wasn't a tent that was, you know, it wasn't anything that um, was familiar in waking life. I mean, of course it was familiar. It was just a tent. It wasn't anything yeah. special. Um, it, was, it was almost like a combination of a tent and um, like a teepee, oh, <laughs> a teepee, nice. like something round. Okay. Small, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. small teepee. And do you have um, any sense about who the other people there were? Hmm. Just felt like festival goers. Like maybe it was a, like, um, actually it did feel like it was, I was going to say a music festival, but it felt like it had a spiritual flavor to it. The festival, like there was some kind of a spiritual undertone mm. mm-hmm. to whatever was happening there. Um, but it was a very festive environment. People walking around like little you know, people selling things yes. and then stages set up yes. in various places. Um, and so maybe there was music, but it was also spiritual, like people lecturing or talking about spiritual subjects. It, uh, it seemed to have that kind of a flavor yeah. to it. Have you been to such an event in Santa Fe? Um, not, nothing quite like that. I've certainly been to um, things where it's like a day-long event where different people are speaking about spiritual things. Yes. Um, and I've certainly been to music festivals, but I've yes. never really been to anything where, where it's connected or combined okay. like that. Okay. One of the um, things that Robert Moss uh, teaches is to ask for a reality check, but also the question, could any of this be in the future? 
Mm. You know, mm-hmm. so that's a question I posed. Yeah, well, to you. that certainly could be. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I think mean, that absolutely could be. In fact, it sounds like an awesome event. <laughs> well, I want to come. <laughs> <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> it sounds pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music and spirituality. Like, what else is there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And and independence too. There's a big thing theme of independence in this dream for me. My projection that uh, you know it's. Whatever it was that the relationship had given me as the couple, now it feels like I'm just cut. My apron strings are cut. I mean, it's not apron strings. You were the wife, but um, that bond. You know, I know, I know that wife husband bond is really strong. So perhaps that was like the my my projection, the final, the final cutting of cords. Hmm. Yeah, it was definitely, you know, I had, um, I've had a fair amount of dreams that were like that, that felt like, oh, okay. He's coming to me and there's maybe a sensual something or a little something sexual, but he's coming to me in this kind of way that feels, um, like weaker and weaker and weaker with each dream. Like oh, it was like okay. going yes. away, you know, yes. like something about him or his energy or yes. that masculine, you know, his particular vibe was kind of leaving me and yes. there was my thing really believe that my psyche was was processing that in that way and and this did have that feeling it definitely had the feeling even the end of the dream where we're going outside and you know it's almost like we're trying one last time in the tent you know we're trying one last time to just make it happen and yes. I'm like this is not happening for me at all right right um, right and and then we go outside and it's like this sort of death and destruction kind of, I mean, it wasn't, you know, yeah. this kind of yeah. em- empty, quiet, um, ominous, you know, kind of feeling like where everything is so quiet and there's this, you know, quote unquote snow on the ground, which yes. feels like it has, you know, something terrible. Um, yes. so it's almost like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think it does. It's like, we're trying one last time and we go out and we realize like, no, it's over. It's dead. It's, yeah. it's, it's really, really dead. Right. Yes. Yes. Maybe. And maybe. If it's <clears throat> if it's my dream, I'm also projecting that there's a feeling that I've been tricked. That I have a feeling that like, oh, but it's not it's not what I thought it was. It's not snow. It's not my forever relationship. You know, it's mm-hmm. it feels to me a little bit like like a commentary on that. Um if it's my dream. I'm sorry, you said it's not my it's not my forever relationship and then I didn't hear what you said after that. I said the dream feels to me like a commentary on on uh-huh, okay, on that. Yeah. Like I feel a, a little commentary. bit tricked. I thought it was snow, but then I realized not only is it not snow, but it could be, you know, radioactive or whatever. And uh mm-hmm. I so I thought that I was getting married forever. That's, you know, me, mm-hmm. me personally. Uh and mm-hmm. And I feel like I was a little tricked. So apparently it wasn't forever. It was right. for then. Mm-hmm. And um, so that that's my projection too. I know it's my projection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And, there, and there's, you know, again, that even though the dream was like very much, oh, the end of the world as I know, I've known it, but there is this kind of sense also of, yeah, it needed to feel like that in order for me to then move on to what what is next. Yes. 
you know, <laughs> that, that this wasn't my forever thing and that I need to, yes. you know, find this way to cu- really culminate it, you know, really finish it in yes. my psyche, really finish it so that yes. there's an opening for the next. The end of the world is pretty, is pretty final. It sounds pretty final, you know, right. in a way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does definitely sounds final. But of course, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of that song from the 80s. It's the end of the world as we know it. As you know it. And I, <laughs> and I feel, feel fine, fine, right? <laughs> the words are, I yeah. feel fine. And I feel fine. And I feel fine. I think that's true. And know? I think that's I what I'm getting. I don't remember feeling like freaked out or terrible from the stream. I didn't right. write it down. But um, yeah, so so that's interesting. Yeah. Cool. So now, um, how can you honor this dream? Hmm. Hmm. I honor this dream. Sometimes it's hard for me to do that when it's an old dream. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, how? Yeah. And is, are there any ways that you feel like? Yeah, I, I honored the dream. I did whatever I did that made me feel more independent or more, you know, I don't know if, you know, if, or if that doesn't feel authentic, then by by all means, don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. Um, um, I mean, just as I always say, just telling the dream and especially telling it publicly like this is honoring the dream. So that's one way. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Okay. And actually speaking You're good. it out loud. Is that, is that what you mean? Yeah. Something like that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, speaking it out loud with with witnesses. Mm-hmm. I had told... And that actually feels good. That actually does feel good. And it does feel... It, it's the first time I've actually spoken it out loud. So Wonderful. Agree. So Wonderful. Um, that feels like a way to honor... That, that I have honored it. Yes, um, I agree. Yeah. And also, yeah. I had suggested to Ellen a theory that I have um, that until we work like the big dream that might be clogging the pipe for like smaller dreams to come through or big dreams to come through, I feel like sometimes we stop up the, you know, the the stream of dreams. <laughs> and um, mm. And so... I know you you were saying, Ellen, that your dream life has been, you know, kind of fragments. And so, um, I don't know. I feel I'll be interested to hear if now your dream life does have a shift and does have a change. And I would love Mm -hmm. to work on dreams more with you about that. Yeah, that was that was a very um, interesting theory that you have. And I really never thought about it like that. Um, So I I like that. I like that. Yeah, Um, I like that theory. And I'm yeah, I would, I would love it if, you know, just me sh- having shared this stream yes. um, allows me to kind of open up to what's on the other side of the end of the world. Yes. <laughs> I know yes. It. Yes. And see if what else, you know, and what else is there? Offer me some um, good because, guidance. Know, I just had, a, I just had a thought, a hit kind of that because so many of my dreams in the last bunch of years have been in processing this relationship. It's like the, I, right. It's kind of like 
maybe I'm just beating a dead horse here, but yeah, what else is there now? Yes. Now that my psyche doesn't really have to process this this part of my life anymore. Yes. You know, can I can I now have dreams that will show me something new? Yes. That would be my prayer. So maybe that's how I will honor the dream is to pray for that, to actually really, really meditate on that and pray for that. Beautiful. For some new, new imagery to come. Yeah. Something that I couldn't even, something that I couldn't even know was possible. That you couldn't. I was too busy in this process. You couldn't grapple with it Um, because you were dealing with, you know, healing from, from deep grief, from loss. That was like a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's pretty incredible to feel now like. Oh. Okay. You were saying, Ellen? Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not sure exactly where I was uh, before we got a little disconnected here, but um, I think um, what I was, what I was saying was that, um, that there had been so much, so much dreaming about, processing my ex in the past that now I feel like this dream that I just shared is like, it's done. It's done. And now my psyche like wants to know what's on the other, what's, you know, I ended the dream with, it's kind of like the, it was the end of the world as I know it. Now, now I'd like to pray for, you know, new beginnings, some new dream imagery. Yeah. So that I can start dreaming again. Like now that I'm, I really, it feels like I fully processed Yes. Um, and maybe this sharing this dream is like the exclamation point, the period at the end of the yeah. sentence, you know, turn it's the page. Done. And um, so maybe, you know, sharing this dream was the perfect dream to share in a way. And now, um, you know, the way to honor the dream is, I think, maybe to, to pray for new dream imagery. Yes. You know, something new. Something yes. that I couldn't know. Something yes. that I couldn't know existed because I was way too busy processing my grief. And I think you were also saying that, yeah, you know grief, you know, I was processing a lot of grief and, yeah. and a lot of, um, you know, a lot, you, you, <laughs> a lot. you know, and, you guys um, were really connected. I mean, uh, it's going to be hard to unconnect, to disconnect, you know, I mean, that's why in, you know, the Jewish ceremonies, we have a get, and I believe that in a get ceremony, uh, and this is, you know, the Orthodox way, but that the, uh, the bride who wants the divorce, um, or the groom, they do the uncircling of their souls mm. twined yeah. together. So, um, yeah. So, because uh, in an Orthodox Jewish wedding, uh, the bride will circle around the groom seven times and, you know, thereby entwining your soul's lives together or purpose or, you know, whatever mm. metaphor that might mean to you. But so... Uh, that's it's a hard path divorce i know that yeah i love that idea though of ritualizing it like that you know um it's kind of an interesting concept Mm -hmm. ritualize and i know people who've who've done such things like they actually had ceremonies to you know unmarry yes Um, but that's those are usually people who you know are still connected somehow to each other whereas you know my ex and i are not at all okay so it would never be something i could do in real life, in waking right. life, but you know, not I together. And I, and I, I think in a way I have been doing that yeah, through yes, all this dreaming, yes, I through think all you the, have. you know, the particular qualities of dreams that I've had in the last two years where, um, he is often coming to me 
in some way where he's a little bit broken and I'm trying to help him and, you know, or he's doing something and I'm a little bit vulnerable and all kinds of really weird and interesting things. Sure. (laughs) But I know that it was all processing, you know, the ending of that. Yes. Yes. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I need to say much more about that. But yeah, I don't think you do. I appreciate being able to share the dream. Yeah, I appreciate like, yeah, period, done. I appreciate you sharing that dream. And I, I move think, on. and I don't mean move on in a judgmental way because we 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 process grief. However, it just takes however uh-huh. long it takes, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, well, Ellen, I really am so psyched to reconnect with you. I haven't spoken with you since you moved to Santa Fe and um, from Hudson. <laughs> I would love to continue doing dream work together you know, every now and again. So I would love that. Awesome. I would really love that. And maybe just knowing that, um, that I will do that with you will help spur on some, <laughs> some dreams yeah. that I remember. Yeah. I, me me too. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's my hope too. So um, awesome. Thank you so much, Ellen. You're so welcome. And I just, I do want to just say that it's, it's been a little bit hard for me to hear like every word you're saying, and I don't know if it's, it's just our connection. So forgive me if I, you know, I just felt like I wanted to really um, uh, relate more on the things that you said, but I couldn't always hear. So I, I don't know if that comes through. Uh, my apologies to you because I'm just starting to, you're only my second phone call for the podcast. So it was mm-hmm. episode 11 with Wanda, and now this will be episode 12. So I mm-hmm. still don't have all the bugs ironed out. And I, mm-hmm. I know, and I look forward to to figuring that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I was, you know, happy to come come back and talk again if that isn't been I would love it. I would love it. And, yeah. it, you know. Yes, this was very enjoyable. Where, where does I your really mom appreciate. live? Is your mom on the East Coast or is she? My oh. mom's on the East Coast. Okay. Yep. Yep, she's so, in New York and she's doing well. Please look me yeah, up she, when you come yeah. back into town. Yeah, oh, and I do come into town. I actually, I'm coming in and sometime in August. I haven't figured awesome. it out yet, but I am. I'm coming in to visit family and then I'm going to drive upstate and um, and uh, visit, you know, upstate friends. Yes, yes. Well, please so open, open invitation. Perhaps we can get together then. I would love to. Okay, Ellen. So, and to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this dream work podcast. And until we meet again.